Hi everyone and welcome to season one, episode two of the one where we talk about TV, a podcast where we talk about TV. Today we're going to be talking about the perennial 80s favorite Cheers, but before we get into it, I'm here with Stephanie, Henry, Shannon, and I'm Patrick for today's episode. Um, I'll start by turning it over to you, Henry. Um, you'll be talking or walking us through Cheers today. Why did you choose Cheers as our second podcast? Oh, man. Well, this is sort of my wheelhouse. Um, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big Cheers guy. Um, I recently completed all 11 seasons of Cheers, which was, uh, you know, a big deal for me. It's sort of a, sort of a rite of passage for, for a lot of for a lot of people and a lot of Cheers fanatics. And uh, I just thought, what a perfect show for us to dissect and, and really, you know, dig into. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Is this show and your obsession with it have anything to do with the fact that you are actually from Boston? Oh, yeah. I'm a Massachusetts native. I get a lot of the regional references. So. Is it a cliche, though, for people? Like, is it true that, like, people in Boston love this show? Or, like, is this just, like, a you feeling homesick because you're in Portland now? Hey, that's... Now we're digging <laughs> deep. We're getting deep into my psyche. I, it's popular. I think it was popular all over the place, but definitely in... Boston, the Boston area, it, it was popular. Um, I've been to the Cheers bar myself. I know it's known as a tourist trap. Is it a real bar? Well, no, they, I think they just, you know, <laughs> after after the show, it wasn't like, it wasn't based on a real bar, but there is a Cheers bar that they opened up uh, after, okay. after the show, I, I'm assuming. And I think it's in the same location. And I'll just say to remind our listeners, we have all watched, all four of us have watched the same five episodes of mm-hmm. Cheers. I think we're all coming at this from a very different perspective, mm-hmm. but the four of us have all watched um, f- the same five episodes, but kind of covering the entire the entire gamut of all 11 seasons. Henry did quite a good job of, of spreading the love. Season one all the way to 11, it's covering all the bases. We're dealing with issues of love, loss, politics, um, <laughs> other important topics. So Aging. Aging. Um... Yes. Chauvinism. Chauvinism. That's of course. It's a, a big theme of Cheers. That's that a big theme. Ted Danson in the 80s. Like. <laughs> Sex appeal. Damn. Let's start with that, Shannon. Yeah. Right out the gate, I think we have to address the elephant in the room, which neither one of us had really had that much intro to the show before we watched it. And Sam Malone oh my God. is so damn hot. So hot, like I almost fell over when when he walked onto the screen. Also, I feel like his chest hair should have a show of its own. Like it was just so prominent, and <laughs> it, it almost seemed like they had to tone it down after yeah. the pilot. You know, like he was too sexy in the pilot. I mean, I think mm-hmm. if if Sam Malone's persona had like its own character, like it would have to be his lean in, like his oh, yeah. or his his leg up. The, the knee up on the bar, lean in combo. Yeah, it's a combo. Yeah. He, he just loves to like position his body so it's super crotch forward. Yeah, yeah. Just like let me get my crotch as close <laughs> to the face as possible. I I wouldn't shoo away Sam Malone's crotch from my face. I'm just gonna. No. <laughs> Tim Sam Malone is so attractive. Yes. I, as the yeah. token gay man of the podcast, I love Sam Malone. I he is also in some instances so cringeworthy because he is mm-hmm. such. A chauvinist. Oh, yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, he's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. I mean, there's one episode, I didn't include it, but, like, he's trying to sleep with a, a mother and daughter combo. I mean, it's ridiculous. Classic, <laughs> classic 
it. This is why this show is so great. It's just like none of this would be on. Like none of this would be airable anymore. Just so everyone knows, there is a collective shudder um, in the room. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, like I think we all just got stabbed when <laughs> when Henry mentioned that Sam alone. Let's again say this: tried to sleep with a mother and daughter. I mean, yeah. Sick. He's that's again a very time specific character trait and I don't think those characters these days are not portrayed as like the ant like the protagonist of a show anymore they're like the joke they're like the butt of the joke like his character in a, in a, in a modern show would be unless you're two and a half men which basically Charlie Sheen played a trashier version of Ted Danson mm-hmm. feel like. well Danson's character is dumb and I actually was looking at a Danson interview where he said he didn't, like, it took him a while to realize, like, oh, Sam Malone is actually that dumb. Like, he thought maybe he was, like, being sort of facetious in some of his idiocy. Oh, really? He's yeah. supposed to be dumb? I mean, yeah. I, I guess. That's not, I did not pick up on that. Hmm. Not, time. like, Coach Woody level dumb, but pretty close. I have a really burning question. Can I ask Henry? Yeah. Sorry. Ask- what happens to Coach? Uh, just because oh. I'm asking this question because in the first two episodes that we watched of the five you picked, Coach plays a prominent role. The second episode, I cried because uh-huh. it was so sweet. Coach was like such a sweet. Second episode, I chose uh, season one, episode five. Season one, Coach's episode five, Coach's yeah. daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next episode, Woody's there and Coach is gone. What okay. Happened? Spoiler alert. Are you ready? Yeah. He dies. Like, in real life, he actually died. And then they had to figure out what to do. I'm shocked. Yeah, so. I hope my face accurately conveys to everyone in this room my sadness. He was so sweet. Not that I, like, want to celebrate anyone's death, but because he died, we get Woody, (laughs) who's amazing. I mean, Woody Harrelson is great in general, but he's so good in that role. He's, he's, he's Rose, so you should listen okay. to the last po- podcast. But he's totally the rose, and he's so sweet, and he's so dumb. And Coach was great, but I am so happy that Woody, like I loved Woody in these episodes. Woody does get mean though. At, at like um, I don't know when, maybe like season seven, season eight. Like he's he kind of turns into a dick. What? Yeah, I'm telling you, he's. But I can't tell if he's like he's not the sharpest guy, so maybe he doesn't mean it. But yeah, he has a mean streak sometimes. I think I'm just realizing I don't really like the dumb character on shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I, like Joey. Uh-huh. I didn't really love Rose. She's okay. Woody's fine, but, like, I, I don't know. I think he's hotter than he is funny. No? Nobody agrees with me? I just feel like, I like, this is a non-sequitur, but I feel like 80s hairstyles, like, if you had any male pattern baldness running through your family, men's 80 hair hairstyles just accentuated that like mm-hmm. Woody's hair looks awful because he is balding which is the reason now he has like very short hair yeah. Frasier looks like he is 85 years old on this show <laughs> he, he looks so old because he's got this huge nine head like receding hairline he's like he a looks, fryer tuck he yeah. looks younger in like X-Men but because he like has a short haircut he looks so old and, <laughs> I want to talk about the, uh, you know, because we all know Sam Malone's hot. Let's talk about Fraser Crane, Dr. Fraser Crane. What's the level of sex appeal for, because there are some people out there who are into the Fraser man. Thoughts? Does, does he register for you, Shannon? He's like a two. 
One Ooh. out of ten, he's a two. I would maybe even say he doesn't even show up on my register. I do feel like that's true. Current, modern-day Kelsey Grammer is more attractive than... Yes. And I also Kelsey think his Grammer. character is just so, like, he... Like, Kelsey Grammer is not his character. Like, Kelsey Grammer is supposedly... Is known to be, like, a big Lady stoner fan. and, like... Like, yeah, he just, like, was, like, a partier, like, celebrity. Awesome. But he played Fraser for, I think I looked on the IMDb trivia for 20 years. So people associate him with that. Yeah. Um, he's a negative for me on the scale. Mm. Yeah. Oh, me, wow. He makes my, like... Is it his intellect that, that makes him attractive to some people? Or his you know, faux intellect? I wouldn't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, he's not showing up for you, though. Is he registering for you? <laughs> Let me just remind, you know, my female fans out there, because I've been getting a lot of fan mail from the first <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, as an avid heterosexual, you know, and I'm not, it's not, it doesn't matter, it's not a big deal, you know. Don't, I don't, I'm not like, you know, I'm not bragging about it. It's not a yeah. good thing or a bad thing. Uh-huh. But, you know, I don't know these things. I know Sam's a hunk, of course. But yeah, Frazier, I don't know. I'd say... I'd, I'd say, uh, well, we're going to play a game a little later on. Maybe we should save this for the That's end. That's true. I, I won't tell you everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I also want to challenge Henry's thing about not knowing if Frazier is a hunger. Henry, <laughs> you were my go-to straight man in our office to be like, do you think this guy is hot? So I'm going to say, I feel like you have the latent ability yes. to size up another man's yes. hotness yes. and your downplay. I get yeah. multiple slacks from you a day about like the hunkiness of, of like of who? 80s, Whoever 70s. I mean like your wheelhouse is 70s and 80s leading men, I feel like. I have a good tester for Henry because I learned this on a TV show. If you are having this trouble, mm-hmm. look in the mirror. Yeah. If you saw Fraser Crane, would you be happy? I'd, I don't want to say I'd shoot myself, but... <laughs> Okay, so no. No. I don't want to be Fraser. All right, moving on. Moving on. I just want to say, though, about Fraser. I think that I, like, went into the show thinking that Fraser would suck. And I don't, he's not my favorite character. But Uh I think he does a really good job of, like, pushing the plot forward. Like, I can see why they gave him his own spinoff. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a really good contributor. His character sucks. He's, like, a faux intellect. But he's a good actor. He's a good part of the show. I think in the last episode Henry had us watch... They needed Fra- I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they needed him because he's the crux of everything. But I, I was really surprised to see how much that character was needed. I need another. I need another plot clarification yes. from you. Yes. There's a hole there. So Fraser was brought in to further Diane and Sam's dynamic. That's what I read. Mm-hmm. Is that because so we're 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 Diane and Fraser a thing in between the episodes that we watched? They were, and actually, Fraser says that in one of the episodes that we watch, I think, right? Yeah, that he says, yeah. He, he was engaged. So Diane, spoiler yeah. alert, left Fraser at the altar. So they, that was like Because that's why he thing. said, one of the lines he said was like, I, I like, I don't think it's in her vocabulary to say I do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shannon, how did you feel about... Diane. I feel like we should just go there, yeah. but I would love to hear all your thoughts about Diane. I will tell you all my thoughts. What it, The first thing that I wrote down when I was watching this episode, is Shelley Long actually a bitch, or does she just play one on TV? Because I feel like every character that she plays is just like this terrible, pretentious... Prissy. Ugh, prissy, just, it was, she was very grating. She was very Side grating. conversation, Shannon and I had a conversation about whether or not it was 
anti-feminist to use the word shrill. But I feel like that's a very, like, that's the word I would use to describe Shelley Long mm-hmm. and, and Diane Chambers. Um, but I guess I'm going to, I have a feeling that's probably not okay to say anymore, even though I just said it. But, um, so I'm just going to call that out. I'm going to well, <laughs> recognize. Like, can we back up? I'm no, I'm no wordsmith here, but like shrill, like I know someone may have a shrill voice. Yeah. Are we talking shrill? Is there a... I think there's like a connotation of like... Like, in the past, that that being used to describe, like, maybe just women who were speaking their... Or mm-hmm. sort of used to, like, shut women up. I, oh, they're just, like, whiny and, you know... Um, Interesting. Bossy is another word that I think is sort of on the out. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go into that. Well, let, let me say this, though. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll get to Patrick, because okay. I know he's got a point on this. But I see, I see Diane, and she kind of represents the new age of feminism at the time... But what I was wondering is Carla's like the, you could say she's the anti-feminist, but maybe, maybe she's actually also, I mean, she's an empowered lady who's, mm-hmm. you know, speaks her mind, bosses people around. So that, that's sort of an interesting yeah, an interesting thing okay. to think about. But Patrick had a okay. point. I, well, now I want to go off that first. Okay. I actually agree with you. I think that if you're talking modern feminism, not like the 1980s, which is like second wave, I think modern feminism, Carla, is kind of, like, you can have it all. Because there's a huge thing about in about um, Diane can't be in love with Sam and have a family and be a, and write her novel. Like, right. you can't do both, and she yeah. has to choose, which is such a bullshit 80s thing. Um, and I think Carla is the representation today of, like, you can have it all. Like, you can have a job you like, you can speak your mind, you can have a bunch of kids, you can have as much sex as you want, because... Obviously, she's having a lot of sex. Um, I don't know. And I don't know that that was intentional, but I think if you look at it today. I w- just to stay on Diane, though, before we segue. Diane is awful. Shelley Long is awful. And I text my mom just to make sure. Oh, yes. Your mom's take. What's my your mom's pa- take? Well, my, my, this was like my parents. I like called my mom and I was like, what do you think about Cheers? And this was their like every week show. My mom and dad watched it every week. Mm. And I was like, okay, does Shelley Long suck? And my mom was said... Don't use the word suck, because she doesn't like that word. <laughs> but, yes, Shelley Long does suck. So, I, that leads me to believe that Shelley Long has always been awful and is the worst. Yeah. What I don't know is why she left the show. I, th- I think there's a side story there, but I don't remember. They said, don't so I went online and read, and it said that, like, everyone on Cheers loved each other. That's part of the reason this show was so successful. But she was the one that would, like, not integrate with them. She wouldn't, like, be a part of the group. She would yeah. just, like, go hang out in her dressing room. And so, after oh, so a while... she, she actually went, sucked. Yeah, so she, like, oh yeah, online, what I read said that she just sucked at being on the show. You guys, did you know that this is, like, one of the pieces of trivia that I came, that I came across? That the bar was, like, a fully working bar, and they used to have, like, cast part... Like, they just would drink there after the show was wrapped at the bar. The only thing that wasn't actually real alcohol was the beer. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. I know, Thank I did too. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? I am. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I would love to hang out at the bar I after know. Cheers. And, I know. Yeah. It was like a real thing. And the the beer, just as another side note, the beer that Norm drank was like 3.2% alcohol and they put salt in it to like keep it foamy because that was like one of my questions is how could you keep doing all these takes with the, like, it's got foam on it. What is it if it's not beer? But they like put salt in it to oh, make it I just thought up. it was non-alcoholic. Oh, that was a bring much some beers easier explanation. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this, because I, we're, you know, I'm wondering, 
you brought up Carla, and Carla, by the way, is the, the server, you know, who um, was on the show all 11 seasons, great character. I want to talk more about the characters, but I also want to talk a little bit about what Cheers means to me. Okay, please. And I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to hear, you know, your thoughts. But, you know, you, you'd mentioned, Patrick, that your mother and father would watch it every week. And I think definitely for me and probably for everyone who watched Cheers, it became your neighborhood haunt. You would sit in your living room, but you'd be there amongst your friends. Once a week, you got to go to the bar, unwind. You know, life is shit. You're, you know, it's especially this past, I'm not going to lie, this past winter, I mean, it's been tough. We've had a lot of rain. We have, you know, uh, a Trump new president, you know. Um, and uh, I just feel like Cheers has been a very important getaway for me. And, um, and that's, I think, part of its significance. But I'm curious, what, what were your thoughts? Like, what, what did you guys get from, from this? Well, I do remember it being on when I was a kid. And I, I have watched the show enough to, like, know the characters and be able to, like, watch one at a time. But, like, the, I realized I didn't know, like, the, the continuous plot. Um, <clears throat> I think watching it, though, more than the Golden Girls, sorry, Patrick, I was like, I could get into the show. This could be a show that I binge-watched for sure. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like, the nostalgia of the era. For some reason, I don't know whether it's just because it's, like, more, like, less less Florida retirees and more, like, working class, like, 80s, like, dudes drinking in a bar. For some reason, that, like, reminded me more of my own childhood. So I definitely get, like, the nostalgia. <laughs> like, I wasn't at the bar, but, like, those people were my family. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... I definitely felt the um, the draw, but I think the 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 like my overarching feelings about it just have to do with the fact that I think it's like a perfectly constructed ensemble comedy, and that is um, I mean the first episode, the pilot episode of most shows suck, and I I think I texted Shannon, did I text you or did I text you Henry that I was like. This, I'm, clearly I'm not texting you. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. We've, we've had our own thread going <laughs> for a while, but yeah, it's not a part of this podcast. This is this is the first of three conversations where we're going to ask you to not be on the podcast Oh, anymore. great, great, great. Um, no, we, I, I, the pilot was awesome. That's like a real testament to like the show's like staying ability. If you can like come out the gate with like a great ensemble, every character on that first show and season was solid. I, so I, I used to watch Cheers, like, similar to, like, when I was talking about watching Golden Girls. It used to be, like, a late night show. I think I watched it a lot in high school. So I've seen a good amount of it, but it was in syndication, and they usually play syndication, like, they'll do one season at a time. So I've seen a lot of Cheers in the Rebecca era, not the Diane. So I didn't even actually understand. I was like, why the hell is Shelley Long here, and where's Kirstie Alley? Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of a weird connection to it, but I, I love it. I mean... I think that Cheers, like, was a really, is a solid, you pull it out of the 1980s and it's a total representation of, like, 1988 or whatever year. I don't think it necessarily, like, pushed the envelope in the way that Golden Girls did, but I think it is a really, like, solid, like, I could definitely binge watch it. My mom was like, you should binge watch this. It's a great show. Um, other than, like, Sam's chauvinism, which is so hard for me to get over, like, it is cringeworthy, I think it's a really good show. I also love Cliff and John Ratzenberger, whatever his name is. I just like him as a person, so I adore Cliff and just want to watch a show of only Cliff. Shannon? 
I will say I get a little emotional thinking about it. Like, I've only seen five episodes. I saw a lot of bits and pieces on, like, Nick at Night, I think, in high school. But, like, just now that I'm fully understanding the story and, like, the working class and the intellectuals, like, that is my family. Like, there's half people who went to college and come back and have all these, like, you know, book-worthy things to talk about. And then there's, like, the people who spend their day in, day out, just, like, in the grind. And so that definitely connected with me. Such a genius concept. Um, And fun fact, I will say, I think most of America feels that way. Because at the end, I read about this, at the end of the series, they put a little thing up on the screen that said, thanks for spending your Thursday nights with us. Mm. Which I just like, got teary-eyed even just reading about it. I didn't even see it. So, Mm -hmm. definitely felt very emotionally connected to the show. And maybe that's, maybe that's like what it's, um, like magic is. Not to get like too serious about it, but I mean, of oh, the let's fi- go there. I mean, let's go there. <laughs> it's a magical production. Yeah. Okay, I know, Henry, like, cheers cheers to you for choosing, like, five great episodes, but um, <clears throat> two of the five I cried at. That's mm. a real thing that happened, and one of them was because of, of Coach. The other one was, like, a with a flash-forward episode where they all get old, but they're all still friends. By the way, were they riffing off of the Golden Girls there with the, the makeup there? there it, Sam sees in the future and sees the old Sam, old Diane. They've got the makeup. I'm thinking that was a Golden Girls riff. Really? Same time period, I think. But anyway, go well, ahead. Well, I mean, just yeah. the fact that, like, it's it was um, just very sweet and poignant, yeah. and it was the episode where Diane leaves, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is the same episode. Yeah. The I, one, do, the flashback. I, do, yes. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I, I I I agree with Shannon. It really got me in the feels. Yeah. Felt a lot when I was watching that show. Poignant. Never too serious. I think Patrick's right. Not as like cutting edge as other shows. Like they had a few um, episodes where they tried to deal with like socially relevant topics, but they they never. It, and I thought the the last episode we we watched about where where um Woody you know runs for city council and that was interesting and you know timely timely yeah um as as far as politics go but yeah it it wasn't I mean it was it was deep in certain levels but I think mostly I think I think you're right it's like an emotional draw yeah one thing that I like really gravitated to and then read on was like Sam's character is sober and like as someone yeah. who doesn't mm-hmm. do a lot of drinking mm-hmm. myself. I was like, whoa, that's weird that there's, like, an actual, like, sober character in this bar setting, because mm-hmm. it seemed like it was just poised to be a show about obligerant drunks, mm-hmm. and then I went on to read, and that, like, the creators of the show wanted it to be about drinking in bars, but, like, they're really, were a huge part of the 1980s anti-drinking and driving thing, mm-hmm. which made me fall in love with the show even more, because, I don't know, I think the idea of, like, approaching drinking in a healthy way on a TV show that's centered around drinking was huge and super responsible. And that made me like it so much more just mm-hmm. to like know that they were like thinking about that. And they we, were. Even though, though, though nobody they, ever pays the bill. Especially, uh, especially Norm who they would also joke about his alcoholism yes. all the time. Yes. But you're right, Patrick, they, they, at least they were aware. And like one of the episodes <laughs> that we watched Sam's like, I'm going to have Coach take you home. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to leave and, like, don't, you know. I was like, oh, yeah, this is... And Coach didn't know his way home because he was so used to driving drunks home. Who <laughs> would tell him <laughs> oh that? And Coach is such an idiot that he didn't know how to get home. 
I was thinking if I, I always like love to look at shows and movies and books even like through the lens of like if I had to write a high school paper on this, like a high school English paper, like you know how we, in high school when you like dissected something, it was always like, what are the, who are the unseen characters? And it'd be like this, the setting is like a character, like the rain is like a character. I feel like alcohol is like the other character and like Sam's absence of like his relationship with alcohol, which is sort of like a important background point about Sam, but like doesn't really. He talks about in that episode with where he leaves Diane. So there's that episode where he like talks about alcoholism ruining his moment and then it being like Diane's moment, which I think is such a huge thing to admit. And like, again, I mean, if we're talking about things that push the envelope in the eighties, like that's like a big part of it is Sam's like, I could have been a huge baseball player, but I'm not because I was an alcoholic and now I'm in recovery. And I do think that was a really big thing for them to, like, put out there. Yeah. Um, another trivia that I just read, um, because obviously my favorite part of any show is, like, the background, like, behind the scenes, the trivia. Sam was going to be a football player. Oh, whoa. Yeah. yeah. That would have been much different. Um, because the guy who was going to get the role, um, who was later on Hunter, I can't remember his name, um, he had played in the NFL. Okay. And so they, they were going to, like, pull it, pull that in. Um, but then they didn't, and apparently, uh, Ted Danson went to bartending school for his audition, like did like a two week bartending stint, but then they realized that like nothing that you do as a bartender is like above the sight line of the, like of the bar. Mm -hmm. It's all below. So it's like kind of useless that he like did that anyway. Yeah. Well, he's always cutting lemons up. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And they're always like doing it in there. Like multiple characters like did crazy lemon tricks like in there. But yeah. Okay. Last piece of trivia the uh, coach couldn't remember his lines. He had, like, a hard time remembering his lines. <laughs> so they would tape his script in the bar, like, underneath the bar because it was, like, a great, like, set that you could have all – and, like, they had lights down there, and then the set – the bar, like, opened. Anyway. So to riff off your trivia, I then okay. read something about when he died, there was, like, the last episode he was on, he had taped part of his lines to, like, a doorpost or something. And when he died, they le- they left it there and like put like a picture of over it. And every time they would leave the set, they would touch it oh, to remember wow. him. That's sweet. <sighs> By the way, you know. I don't know to... if I'm gonna be able to keep going. <laughs> well, let me. I, you know, this isn't as sweet. I, I I'm watching the show. I'm thinking I can't tell if Coach, if uh, you know, the the actor playing Ernie Pantuso, Coach, is he like. The, an awesome actor, or is he an awful actor? Because he definitely, like, I was touched by that scene with his daughter. It was amazing. Yes. But I'm also, you know, so he was good. M- maybe he's just the perfect person to play coach. I, love, I think that's what it is. I love that question. Are you a great actor or a terrible actor? I wish I could think of another another example of that, but that happens all the time. I'm always asking that question. Yeah. But I think if I was to weigh in on that question, I would go great actor. I think that he had, like, credentials behind him, if I remember. He was, like, a... Oh, he was a director. That's... I think if I remember right that right. He was, like, a director or something. and he, But he had, like, TV credentials behind him. I thought he was... A, I think it's a really hard to be an actor to play someone that dumb and be smart. Yeah. So I That's think that he was a great actor who was played it so smart? seamlessly. Was he that smart? I don't know. He he's had, dead. I can't remember his, his, his character... This is a funny thing. Well, yeah, the, the, the actor himself. And the character was definitely... His... Ernie Pantuso, that character was famous. I think he was like a minor league baseball player whose whole his famous trick was 
um, getting like taking taking baseballs to the head basically, so he, could, <laughs> so he could walk, so he could get a base. I mean, he, that was his thing was getting hit by baseballs. <laughs> okay, well, so I really so Henry as yeah. our token heterosexual man in the podcast, I really feel like we need to talk about Rebecca. But oh, I yeah. I've been thinking about this since I finished my episodes, mm-hmm. and I want to know <laughs> how you feel about Rebecca. Sexually, but wait. Before we do that, can we just do like? Can we before we leave, Coach? Because I feel like we don't need to come back to Coach. Let's just. Can I just ask this question to end the Coach? So wait, you're gonna you're gonna stall my question about yes. how Henry I mean, feels I'm like, sexually yeah. about Rebecca for some. Well, it'll give Henry a moment man. to calm down. He's clearly. Somebody give me some water. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, let me think about Coach for a couple minutes here. <laughs> Relieve their blood pressure. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I really wanted to ask Coach or Woody. Because this, like, leads to a question. This is, like, the two questions on the show is Rebecca versus Diane or... Favorite character? Yeah, like, if you're going to choose... There's, like, almost two whole, like, two different shows. So before before we get to Rebecca and Diane... Woody. Patrick thinks 100% Woody. I already said that. I mean, Woody is way more attractive, but... I choose Coach for his, like, storyline, his backstory, and just how genuine he is. Coach is, like, my favorite character in the show. I think he has, um, kind of like what I said about uh, Sophia from the Golden Girls. Coach, and maybe I just like the old salty ones, but, you know, he's just got the best one-liners. Zingers, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Coach, too. So, which, so I think that we are in the minority, like, three of us out of four of us, 75% of us, Go coach over Woody. And I think that is not how the most of America feels. I'm just going to say that. Also, to Patrick's point, I think the Rebecca era was more popular. Probably had more reruns. I hadn't seen any of the earlier ones growing up. Uh, so I think a lot of people don't know the early Cheers. And it was five with Diane? Because Diane sucks. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Wait, it was five, five with Diane, five seasons with Diane, and six with... Yeah, five. Yeah, because it's the like end that. of yeah. five, and then we and then we watched six season six episode one yeah, yeah. with Rebecca. Can we just now that we've we've wrapped up Coach and Woody though, like can we can Back. we stop bearing the headline and get to the point about how <laughs> does Henry feel about Rebecca sexually? Okay. Oh my god! I mean, how much? Uh, yeah, she's a babe, of course. Obviously, yeah. she's like the hottest one of the hottest women of the eighties and the early nineties. What do you find most attractive about Rebecca slash Kirstie Alley? Um. Now and then. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I'm thinking about her character, I mean, mostly her looks. Um, in terms of her personality, I mean, she's kind of, um, you know, obviously materialistic and superficial, and um, but... Uh, all the things you want in a woman. All the things you I want guess I don't really know that much about her character. That's true. We didn't get into much of it. I heard as the seasons go on, she gets... Worse, like more materialistic, more mm-hmm. neurotic, yeah. less like strong, independent oh. bar manager. Her character's dream guy. Do you want to guess? Think of a think of a powerful businessman. Donald Trump. Donald Trump was her. Uh, yeah. No wonder why Kirstie Alley was such a staunch Donald Trump supporter as a reason. Oh, oh really? That, I think okay. that has to do more with her Scientology beliefs. Fun fact. I one time spent five minutes on a closet with Kirstie Alley. <gasps> what? Wait, hold on. Okay, Define whoa, whoa, whoa. five <laughs> minutes in the closet <laughs> with Kirstie <laughs> Alley. Are you, are you should make it the last two minutes? <laughs> Wait, are you challenging my, my sexual prowess? And then you came prowess? out of the closet? Oh, oh, oh. Shannon? <laughs> 
Listen. Okay, Chrissy Alley wants to have up. sex with me in a closet. I'll do it. You set us all up. Okay, yes, please explain. Uh, as you all know in this room, but not our loyal listeners, I at one point worked at a famous theme park in Florida and also known as Disney World. I was like, and... are not going to mention this due to like, copyright laws? <laughs> yeah. We don't want to get sued by the people at Disney World. Well, and Kirstie Alley brought her kids to the ride I worked at, the Tower of Terror, and she did not want to ride it. And when you famous people come to Disney World, um, they have a handler, and she did not want to ride the ride. She was too scared. Asked her handler to take the kids on the ride, but she needed to go hide somewhere, and I was the only one who was available. So like, literally took her, had to take her into the office or closet where our time card was, which literally was a closet, and hang out with her for five minutes so that people like, couldn't see her and bug her. Yeah. And she was delightful. Oh, I wasn't like me. I wasn't allowed to ask her any questions other than, like, are you having a good time? But she just asked me a bunch of questions. My name tech said I was from California, and she was like, how do you like it? What are you doing here? And I, like, told her I was, like, a kid. Um, and it was, like, during Kirstie Alley's... Um, she had, after, like, Veronica's Closet, after that, she had a TV show called um, Fat Actress, which is amazing, and it was during, during that period of her life, so she was in her heavier stage. She was lovely. You weren't allowed to ask her questions? Was yeah, that, who told you that? Like, did she have a That's like a Disney rule. Oh, like, oh, okay. Like, when you work for them and you're a famous person, you can be like, how's your day? But I couldn't be like, you're Kirstie Alley, like... I couldn't ask her anything about being famous. I had to ask her like mundane questions as if I didn't know her, which is really difficult. Interesting. Very, very interesting. How did you feel about her, Shannon? Well, I will say to quote Carla that I had a third degree case of the hots for her. (laughs) (laughs) Though Carla, Carla must've been talking about someone else, right? She She was talking about Rebecca and how she felt about like the high corporation guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I felt that as soon as she walked in, whew, that yeah. waistline, that just everything about her, the hair. Well, that, that noise you made, that was because Sam had just got back from his travels. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I picked up a new, a couple new uh, one, uh, pickup lines, you know, guaranteed to work. And he goes up and, and sees Rebecca. He just goes, ooh. <laughs> he does it twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> she, like, when she walked in, they, I mean, it was also the lighting and, like, that yeah. hair, like, the 80s hair. But, like, her eyes are, like, gray. Or, like, they're, like, a really, like, beautiful, like, kind of like Elizabeth Taylor, like, yeah. violet eyes. Oh, she yeah. looked, like, very soft and, like, mm-hmm. but, you know, back in the 80s when it was still, like, okay to have, like, waist and hips and, like, a body. And, like, you know, she, damn girl. If I, if I were to be a drag queen... I would be. I would want to be a female Kirstie Alley, nineteen eighties impersonator. Yes. Um, her outfit in the, in the episode Henry picked for us is amazing. The like mm. leather Red balloon leather. jacket. It's like it's so bad that it's good. It literally looks like she's wearing like a heart. It's so weird and so ugly and so amazing. It's like a worse version of like the Michael Jackson thriller jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much all of the women's fashion in these episodes were, were voluminous, but this was my favorite yeah. outfit. I like that you use the word soft for her because I read that she is supposed to be like the extreme opposite of Diane. They didn't want anybody to think about Diane when Rebecca came in. And I would not use the word soft to describe Diane. Oh, I would. Sharp Rebecca. Yes. You're talking about like her skin looks soft. Well, she, when she walks in, before you know anything about her, she is, and I would argue even a little bit of like what we do find out, like 
she's the, like, working woman who's trying to, you know, that, like, 80s concept of, like, they're, tr- you know, post-Diane when they're like, okay, maybe we can have all the, but, like, I, I don't know how to do that yet, so I'm going to be, like, tough, but also she takes pity on Sam, so she's, like, struggling with trying, you know, how do you balance the hard and soft? She's in, I mean... She's in a horrible situation. Sam even says to her in that episode, like, well, a guy would give me my job. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like her her character study is so quintessential. Like, I mean, I wasn't a woman in the 80s, but <laughs> I feel like it's quintessential of, like, what a woman in the 80s had to deal with. Like, None of us were. We <laughs> well, probably I mean, should have gotten... I think you guys were technically... Shannon and Stephanie <laughs> were technically women in the 80s because you were born in the 80s, I, but... I think I was still... You weren't I, think a I, I, I wasn't actually, like, identifying with many of the issues facing Rebecca Howe <laughs> at as, as a five-year-old in, uh, in kindergarten. Yeah, I did... I mean, I think that Rebecca and Diane, like, we could do, like, a whole show versus, like, of the two of them. Um, and clearly, I think everyone in this room was, like... Pr- Pro Rebecca, was any wait, no way, Shannon. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pro either of them. I didn't from the episodes that we watched. We didn't get a lot of character development with Rebecca, but I really think she takes a turn. Like I read about the series finale, and she sort of just like never deepens. She well, just is always that level. is a good that is a good thing to think about. Like in the '80s, the likability of women. Like yes. Sam is supposed to be like the lovable goof so it's almost like you can't have like a leading woman opposite sam that's likable because then it's gonna like sam's the star it's gonna like take away from his well it's unfair too because sam gets away with anything and like the women are likable for or are you know presumably unlikable for kind of dumb reasons story of my life i think they integrate (laughs) rebecca so much better though like in the episode with woody like she's making calls like i think Having seen more episodes with Rebecca, I think that more so than Diane, she becomes one of the gang. Whereas Diane yeah. was like, I don't want those people in my house. She wanted to be an outsider. Rebecca, while is kind of like has some personality traits that aren't great, I think she like becomes part of the Cheers gang, and more so than Diane yeah, ever did. I agree. I, I do have a follow up question. I want to know a little bit more about Sam and Rebecca's chemistry. Like, was that similar? to what he had with Diane, or did it just sort of fizzle? I think it was. I mean, I'd need to go back and, and uh, do my homework to review uh, seasons uh, 6 through 11. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they were hot and heavy for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to remember all, yeah. Doesn't I, she marry some other dude, though, at the end? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Maybe yeah, podcast should have just been. Or I think she was about spoiler alert. alert. Look, everyone's just gonna have to go home and watch seasons one through eleven. I feel They're like about two hundred seventy-one episodes, yes. so you just watch every single one of them. And that's really the only way to get the the whole vibe. I don't think we need to be like forward. worried about spoiling Cheers. Like <laughs> you've had your listen, whole listeners, you've yeah. had twenty years to watch Cheers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Henry, is there anything, like, really important that you want to make sure we talk about? For the sake of time, yeah. There are two quick things I want to go over. One, I mean, this goes without saying, great theme song. I mean, Uh, come on. What a good theme song. By the way, the theme song, too, if you listen to the full song, it's, like, crazy. Like, the first verse is, like, all right, you know, you got trouble as you go. You know, everyone knows your name. That's great. Then, like, the next verses are, like, you know, uh, you're, like, poor and, like, your kid just killed the cat and, like, like, your third fiancé didn't show up and, like, and your husband wants to be a girl. And that was the end. It goes, and your your husband wants to be a girl. And then then it goes, 
there's still one place in the world where everybody... <laughs> and that's what it's all about. It's just, you know, no matter how sucky stuff gets, you just come back to yours. So that was one point I just want to go over. Oh, also, after the um, theme song, the, later on in the series, do you guys listen to the jazzy music that they'd get going before they'd... Listen for that when you're, when, when you're in the later seasons. Very jazzy soundtrack that, oh. to me, is iconic of that 80s sound. Did it span into the early 90s? Into the early 90s. It ended in 93. Oh. And then the only other point I wanted to make was the iconic last episode. I think it's called One for the Road. A lot happens. You guys got to watch it. It's three parts. Um, it's like a 90-minute finale. And uh, at the end, Norm reveals the meaning of life. So, oh, that's a that's a good significant just like yeah. mic drop, mic drop, and and with huh. that, moving on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's very cryptic stuff, but yeah. okay, okay. I mean, I would love to if I didn't have a podcast uh, to do homework for for the next uh-huh. foreseeable future. I would binge watch the show. Take sure. a week off from work and just watch all of it. <laughs> I, I did the math. Me. They still think that's not enough hours. <laughs> um, Henry, I think I think you have. Something to take. Are we on the finale? Okay. We are going to do a round of a little game called Do Dump Mary, also known as Kill Fuck Mary. Did I get the order right? Um, Anyway, we're going to, for the sake of this, uh, I was told we had one, we're going to keep it PG 13. We get one F bomb. That's it. So we got to do Do Dump Mary and Do Dump Mary, the three people that we're going to be including in this. Is Sam Malone, obviously, Woody Boyd, and Fraser Crane. Do Dump Mary. Everyone's been prepped in advance, so I hope you have an answer ready. You should just call on someone. Yeah. Patrick. Oh, thanks, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to. I mean, I, I'm going to do uh, Sam Malone. I'm going to marry Fraser Crane, and I'm going to dump, kill Woody Boyd. Um, I'm a big fan of Frasier, the spinoff show. Like, I've seen a lot of that. So, I have an affinity for Frasier. I'm sorry. Stephanie is looking at me with her mouth agape. So, now it's your turn, Stephanie. I'm shocked. (laughs) Wow. I just thought there would be no variance in the answer to this. I was so sure that everyone was going to say the exact same thing that I said, which is... People surprise you, Stephanie. Well, also, I thought that you loved... You kind of love dumb people, so I thought maybe you would marry <laughs> I'm sorry to my partner, Jake. No, 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 no. He's a smart guy. No, not Jake. I'm just like, in general, not... So anyway, I just thought you'd want to keep company with Woody Boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, regardless, moving on. I love you, Jake. Um, oh, yeah. So I just want a scenario that I have Sam Malone in... <laughs> Sorry, this isn't like Stephanie's secret sexual fantasy with Sam Malone. I, it's, it's do not marry. Yeah. Like, there's pretty clear parameters. Oh my god, no, I was trying to think of like, what is like a euphemism for like, sleeping with somebody. So, is the scenario in which... Going to bed is how they say Going to bed, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I would like a scenario in which the, I can have the most amount of going to bed with Sam Malone. You want, so you're I'm not marry. sleeping. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to marry Sam. Because I can, ah. I can sleep with him for the rest of my life. Um, I'm going to kill Fraser because I'm sorry I don't agree with you at all. I don't I don't like the show Fraser. I don't like Fraser the character. And, and this will be Stephanie's last episode of the podcast because she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do. I mean, Woody wouldn't be like an unpleasant experience. So <laughs> I'll do I'll do Woody. Shannon. 
All right. I have been thinking about this a lot, probably too much. I will <laughs> flip it around from what I originally thought. I, I am going to dump Frazier. I don't know if I'll kill him, but I will definitely dump him. I am going to do Sam and marry Woody. Oh, my God. Three different answers yeah. already. I, I chose it because they're kind of all seem like they'd all be difficult to be married to. But anyway... Yeah, I guess I wasn't thinking about like logistics of marriage. Well, if you're fine with being cheated on by Sam, then it's you not know a my thing with like weird seven like show. Chauvinist. Yeah. I know. You know my thing with chauvinism. She loves it. Yeah. I know. I love Classic it. Classic Stephanie. Yeah. It's just it's like a, it's like I don't know. I find it sexy, but go. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in that. Apparently, I mean, yeah, clearly. Um, I'm gonna actually steal my friend's answer. I won't lie, because I think it's the best answer. I would uh, do Sam Malone, marry Sam Malone, and kill Sam Malone in that order. Final answer. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Well. With that. Yeah. With that, thank you for listening to our podcast about Cheers. Um, we're not sure what we're doing next, but you should join us for a fun surprise as we continue to talk about TV.